This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the flagship show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back Ipswich Town aficionados, David Diamond and Joe Fairs. Um, gentlemen, it's been another fun weekend and I've given you permission to run and moan and go crazy today. So you're off the chain. How are you doing firstly? Joe, are you doing all right? Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Dave, you ready? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm Ready doing all right. I was just thinking about you, um, Rich, and actually oh, with a sort oh, of um, bit of a Mick McCarthy analogy. You know, Mick McCarthy sort of last year, previous seasons used to go bloody championship Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You're like bloody podcast Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. I'm ever present. And someone tweeted. Hey, never a, off. There's a Twitter question saying, "Oh, will we ever see Ben on the flagship show again?" And we must say that Ben is moving out the last few weeks and I don't think he's got any internet but I was really close to tweeting a GIF file of the guy from Captain Phillips is it where he says I'm the captain now and yeah it feels like that it's not a coup Ben will be back for Leeds I'm sure and they speak to scream over I think uh, more of a first for you Rich you also you did the treble you also had a very brief appearance on the history show on uh, on (laughs) Friday evening I mean it's just you never you Podcast mad. I interfered. I need to get a hobby, don't I, guys? This is um, maybe I should get into yeah. football or something. I know. Tell you what, anything but Ipswich Town, I would suggest. Oh. You can be like you can be like Ben and just go around watching actual decent games of Championship football. That's, yeah. that's why he's not on at the moment. Yeah, I need to go find proper <laughs> games, don't I? Yeah, incident packed games of football. Yeah, I mean, I must say that um, this week in ITF history, excellent. I mean, an epic. It was almost as long as Avengers Endgame. Which, to be fair, we must have put. We do tend to go off on a tangent, though, don't no, we? Brilliant. I mean, it goes. It, just no one knows wherever it's going to go. Do we had we had a fair bit of stats honeymoon in there, didn't we? Um, a little bit of Kylie Minogue. She popped up. I mean, it's just... Uh, she popped up. David Johnson shorts made David a weird Johnson appearance. David Johnson shorts. Oh, God. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah so it was I good fun, though. Hard to recommend that. Um, <laughs> Joe, you, you're you're getting um, over a Peppa Pig extravaganza yesterday. Anything you want to update no, that, us on that? That? Was, that? that was today when was I that? was okay. getting all these messages about the Leeds Villa game and Mrs. Rabbit had just gone to the TV production studios for or the strawberry picking farm or some other <laughs> such excitement at Peppa Pig Wonderland at the cinema today. 
Oh, to be yeah. honest, yes. If it had it been yesterday, I think I'd have rather been watching Peppa Pig I than think the game on a five fifteen. If only I knew more about Peppa Pig, I could make a pun or some kind of joke about that. But I don't. But we're catering for all kind of audiences. We've got the ICFC issue, got Peppa Pig world, um, and everything in between. Um, let's start with the news, gents. Um, <coughs> a couple of bits and pieces on under eighteens and under twenty threes. Um, we build the under eighteens game. Um, last week and on the on the um, preview show as well but unfortunately they went down 1-0 to um, Sheffield Wednesday yesterday um, under 23s have their playoff game is it a semi-final or a final Joe? It's a semi-final against Birmingham Birmingham Tuesday night Port- Portman Road on Tuesday night 7pm kick off was yesterday's first leg or is that one-off game? That's a, that's a one-off. So Sheffield Wednesday, oh, okay. who won who won the Northern League, faced oh, okay. Cardiff, who won the Southern League and oh, beat Leeds in their oh, playoffs. So it's they, um, Cardiff in the final. I, know, I think there was quite a few fans that doubled up as well, wasn't there? If I say quite a few, I, know, I saw some Facebook you know, posts and stuff. One or yeah, two and, and went I up think for the Hillsborough the, and did the double, as it were. The first team were all there, Lambert and all the staff and all the first team players. Went to oh, nice one. Oh, that's very good. Which oh, is good. really good. Yeah, no, that is good. Yeah, yeah. But Joe, but, I guess yeah. the, the question that people will be asking or thinking maybe um, is um, how do we translate that success for under 18 and under 23 level through to the first team? Is it a matter of timing or is it a philosophy? Any any kind of thoughts on that? Uh, well, well, it is a philosophy. The way they play is sort of pass, quick passing football and that, that is what you've got to try and do. But there is... Under 18s, there's a big leap between that and the 23s, and then there's an even bigger leap between the 23s and the first team. So it is really about getting players through rather than results. But I've never known a team with good players in that doesn't get results. So they they sort of go hand in hand. But I think there's going to be a number of these a number of these boys are going to be playing a big part in the squad next year in the under 23s and the ones that are half in and out of the squad at the moment. You sort of Idris Elmazunis and Barry Cotters potentially players like that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully so, yeah. Well, I th- I th- and that's what town fans want, really. And and a league below, League One, there's less, maybe less pressure on the academy players as well. You know, you'd expect to see a lot more of them. So, fingers crossed that pays dividends for us next season. But nevertheless, a really good achievement for um, Gerard Nash and the guys. There. Who's who's responsible for the under 18s? Is it Dyer and um, Adam Atte? Adam Atte is assistant. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, get along to Portman Road on Tuesday night if you can. I assume it'll be on Facebook as they usually put it on, so um, worth watch there. Um, two other bits of random news to um, catch everyone up on. Um, Danny Rowe, Dave, who I think I know, we, we're kind of fans of Danny Rowe. Don't they really are, think Danny he's Rowe. been given a chance. He was asked whether um, he will be at Lincoln City next season. He's been there on loan. Playing as a number 10, Joe, you said, rather than out wide as a winger. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of playing a four-four-one-one, and he plays off the main striker, floating around in the middle of the pitch. Um, but he reckons that Ipswich will want him back next season. Um, is that a good thing, Dave? Is he the kind of? I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't think he ever got a fair crack. And again, was Danny Rowe? I can't really remember. Um, you know, when he first joined, did he then pick up an injury? I think perhaps mm. he did early days. Um, I don't think he's really ever had a fair crack. Well, he came back for that. Preston game, didn't he? Had that unbelievable. I think he came on a sub and had that unbelievable volley, didn't he? That Gallagher yeah. somehow thrust <laughs> thrust out a four. And this is, sums up our season, doesn't it? You know, world would have been a world. And he, somebody the centre forward in goal thrust out a four and palmed it over the bar for Christ's sake. So if that goes in, you know, who knows? He could be up and running. You, you just don't know. And then he was obviously farmed out of Lincoln. And I think Joe, he's, he's been virtually ever present and done quite well, hasn't he? There. Scored yeah, four well, goals, four or five goals, I think. And yeah, and, and they've won the league by a street as well, the league, haven't they? So, so I mean, it's a bit easier well. for 
be easier for him going into a, a side with momentum. But yeah, I, I like him. You know, I think he's quite direct, and I, I quite like. I mean, okay, he's been playing this ten role, but when I've seen him play, he he plays this wide right role, but he's predominantly left foot, and I quite like that. He cuts inside. Yeah, I, look, I, you would think he would. They would have a long look at him, and hopefully, um, you know, if he if he shows, we'll get a, we'll get a chance in League One. I would have thought. And yeah, he, whenever whenever I've seen addition. him play, so whenever I've seen him play, he's always made something happen. Yeah, I don't. Maybe off the ball, he doesn't do enough for some managers. But yeah. when you look, when you look at the role Jack Lancaster was playing here, when Lambert just basically said, "You play up on the right, don't worry too much about defending you, but we want to get you on the ball and making stuff happen." Well, if Rose and Lancaster are sort of in and out on that same role, yep. playing on the right, cutting in on their left foot, which both of them do, then maybe okay. there'll be a good a good pairing to yep. sort of rotate through the season. Yeah, I'd have that, because you can't expect, again, Lan- Lancaster, you know, I think he'll be given a fair crack, you'd think, when he gets back. Um, you can't expect him, as Joe said, to play 30, 40 games next year. You just, you know, on a 18, 19-year-old, it just it just won't happen, I don't think. Any, um, so, yeah, any possibility of um, us cashing in on him if Lincoln are interested? We won't get much, will we? Will we? Well, I'm sure it's always a chance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, who knows? I don't know. We'll but look, I... I just hope we take, uh, you know, Lambert and whoever takes a good look at him. and Yeah, give him a pre-season. I mean, it's yeah. it's an area of the, of the pitch where we don't have a huge amount of options as yesterday um, was evidence yeah. for. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, if, I, if he was here, if he was here, he'd be he'd starting be playing, at the moment. Yeah, absolutely yeah, right. So, yeah. 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 Great shout, um, Finally on the news, um, interesting to get your thoughts respectively on this one as well. Um, Chef Kikuchi's been doing the rounds in the media this week. He turned up at Talk Sport um, earlier in the week and said he still has an ambition to manage Ipswich Town one day. Um, any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on whether that's a fit or not? Joe? Um, well, from his managerial career so far, I wouldn't say so. I, I like the guy, but he's got a. At the end of the day, we're a, still a big club in English football, and he's got a. He's got to prove he's capable of doing the job here. He's got to come in the English leagues and have some success, or have mega success abroad. And until he does that, it's not really a question, is it? No, I agree. Yeah, he's got to have some sort of CV behind him on, and on management front, hasn't he? But yeah, obviously. Very well liked in a and an Ipswich legend and always will be, but yeah, that, I think it takes a little bit more than that to step into the management position. Yeah, Joe. If we um if we were to stagnate in League One next season and and Lambert was got rid of, would you not give him a punt or is it too much of a gamble? Do you think? You've got to try and get up, don't you? And you need someone who has done it. Yep. Okay. Agreed. Yep. Sorry, Shefki, we've killed your management dream. I'd have him back playing up front, though. <laughs> yeah, could do a job, couldn't he? Without a doubt. He'd <laughs> have won more headers than Alan Judge up front in the second <laughs> half yesterday. <laughs> True. Jack Jackson's the one I felt sorry for. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to Sheffield United then, because I feel like you guys are ready to go um, and rip this performance apart. Um, it's worth saying um, straight off the bat that we're, we're not going to do the kind of you. Well, I've got kind of the key moments of the game, but I'm not going to no, go through this one in detail because it was on the telly. We don't want to go don't back through it again. Through it. Um, let's quickly do the lineups. Um, so Sheffield United, their usual kind of three-four-three with um, one of the front three just dropping in behind. Um, so Henderson in goal, um, Basham um, favoured over Craney. Um, at centre-back, Egan, the rock in the middle, and O'Connell, who would have a very good game yesterday, um, making up the back three. Bullock, Norwood, Fleck, Stevens, um, making up the midfield three. And it's Duffy, who sat in just behind um, David McGoldrick and Scott Hogan up front. Um, Ipswich, 
So depending on what time in the day you looked at the lineups on the pitch, um, it was either a midfield diamond according to the club an hour before kickoff. Sky said just before kickoff it was a four-five-one, um, but the pictures that we saw on the telly um, had it switching a back three, back five configuration um, with Gherkin in goal, Chambers, Scoose, and Enciara the back three with Bree, Bishop, Downs, Kenlock across. Um, midfield with Judge. If if you're going to argue that we're matching up with Sheffield United, I guess Judge is behind Jackson and Keane. Um, gentlemen, your thoughts on on that lineup um, and any shocks or surprises that we matched up with Sheffield United, or is it um, needs must in that kind of situation? I think for me, right from the start, it's just so narrow. You know, knowing knowing how Sheffield United play with the two wide players, and then another two wide players with the centre backs. Just so narrow, wasn't it? So so narrow. Joe. Yeah, I thought if if we were going to be playing with that diamond, I thought well we're sort of trying to be so narrow that we can try and dominate the middle of the pitch while they out wide, and we just have a battle against them as a tactic. But I can understand why you match up against them because they're such a they're such a unique and difficult side to play that whenever I watch them, they are they're brilliant, and I I, I struggled to know what. I don't, I don't think anyone's managed to stop them playing how they play at the moment. They've, they've lost some games. They've had a couple of bad runs, but I don't think anyone's found a way to stop this marauding centre-back tactic. Mm, yeah, it was Bashman O'Connell um, more on, on the latter than bomb forward, and we certainly did that. Although Chambers, actually, to be fair to him, Chambers got forward quite a bit. Um, but Scoose was the kind of the sitter of the three, wasn't he? Um, I'll come yeah. back and get your opinions on Scoose, whether he has, he's got a future in uh, centre-back, because I thought he was probably That's one him. of our better players. As, as a, a libero. libero. Say again, Joe? As a libero. Oh, that's is that a niche football reference that's going over my head? Libero. Oh, someone, that's a position. Oh, it's football manager stuff, isn't it? Libero. Someone, um, someone did compare him. I think. Did, I think. Did Ben post something about? Um. Oh yeah. Perhaps you can see him in League One playing the Glenn Hoddle Swindon <laughs> role. Or like Matthias Sammer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Sort of pinging, just getting the ball down, chesting it down, killing it, and pinging a forty-yard ball here, there, and everywhere, left foot, right foot. Well, when yeah. like. We're, Sort of without sort of being funny, when Hurst took over in pre-season, he was trying to bring this tactic in, which was like four-one-four-one. How it was working was when we got the balls, Scoose was dropping in the centre backs, two centre backs were splitting wide, and the full backs were getting past the wingers. Yeah. And Scoose was sitting back there just sort of pinging crossfield balls to the attacking full backs and wingers, and he was playing really well there. But like I say, Hurst never had the sort of bottle or ability to play that formation in a league game we never we never actually got into that mm. well it, no. it might be an option and maybe we'll see it again um, against Leeds next week um, or maybe not um, let's let's get into it very quickly and um, get this over and done with as quickly as possible um, it's a fast start from Sheffield United it's relentless isn't it um, McGoldrick has a sight really early on cross flashes across and he's kind of got a weird position he tries to volley it when maybe he could stoop ahead at that one and, and it's 1-0 after 3 minutes but fortunately we survive but yet again 5 minutes um, <laughs> Keane is off injured um, and Chalaba yeah. comes on and it's just these injuries David just just a joke. Ruining Absolute season, joke. I think that was a weird one because it was one. I think the ball went across the Kenlock and he like hooked it on in the air, miskicked it right foot in the air, and it it dropped and it looked so innocuous. I mean, he was keen, was challenging. I think it could have been Basham or Bulldog. I can't remember who. It just seemed to turn and the play moved on, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you obviously the play moves on, the camera moves on, and the Sky commentator saying, um, "Oh, it seems a problem with you know problem with Keen and." Um, Clearly, you know, right away, you see the physio comes on and he's done his hamstring. Whether it's the same one, I don't know. I think Lambert said 
it possibly is, but not as serious. But I, it's just ridiculous, absolutely uh, ridiculous. And that's probably the last we'll we'll see of him. Oh, and and I susp- and and I guess there's a quite a lot of people clamouring for him to sign. But these injuries are a real. If he's going to be one of our top earners, it's a can't gamble, isn't it? it? Can't risk it, in my opinion. Well, the the big issue we've got is that Sears, Morris, and Falami are all out probably until Christmas. That we can't afford to bring in lots of strikers because we've got three first team strikers now effectively injured. Yeah, and so you can't. So you, the ones you do bring in are going to need to be durable, aren't they? And yeah, you can't. You, I don't yeah, know. You, I like exactly. I like Will Keane a lot, but so do I. So I think it might be too big a risk. I'd yeah. still I'd still take it personally because I think he's got quality, but. I don't know. I, I don't think we'll sign him now. Hmm. I'm not sure we will. No. Um, moving forward to the 25th minute, Bishop gets the chance, so he drops his shoulder, cuts into the penalty area. It's a low shot that's just, I think it's just wide, isn't it? Um, downs. That was Downs. Was it Downs? I thought it was Bishop. Yeah. Uh, downs down. put one wide. Apologies. Um, but a minute later, um, Sheffield United would score. Mm-hmm. We talked about the marauding centre-backs. We talked about O'Connell. Um, he gets in past, I think it is Bishop this time, isn't it? Um, yeah. Who goes to sleep? Um, and gents, um, a pretty easy finish, but a nice finish nonetheless. Um, it's, a it's, a, it's a good goal. It's a good goal. It was a first phase of play. It, it's just quickly, it's a first phase of play here where Kenlock gets fouled. He certainly gets fouled up the pitch, and the ball breaks. I think the ball up charges through. It's not properly clear. Then, then we get possession, and this is a bizarre thing. I was watching this this morning. The ball's knocked to Judge. Judge has got a lot of time on the ball. Plays his players in front of him. He's got a lot of time in the ball. Why would Alan Judge, right, getting get towards halfway in our own half, then put his foot on the ball, look around, and pass it back to Chambers? Mm. Why? Yeah. So he passes it back to Chambers. What does Chambers do? Plays a crossfield ball to Chalabar, who's on his heels. He's not concentrating. Ball gets nicked, and that's when it all starts. And then, of course, it goes to Norwood, who shock, play, <laughs> does spread the play, finds Stevens. But then on, it's a, it's a bit of a car crash. But I feel a bit sorry. It's a lovely goal. And at the end, it's a, it's a beautifully worked goal in the end. A bit of criticism on Bishop, who gets done ball watching, and he does fall asleep. But it's a really well-crafted goal. The, the end bit of it, it's a lovely goal. Great crossing. All Hogan's got to do is get something on it, which he does, and it's a perfect finish you know, inside the far post. But yeah, the, the, you, you have to look at the phases of play before that, and it's poor, mm. poor again. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. It happened a number of times yesterday where Judge just what? held on to the ball. Surely our tactic was to try and play balls over the top for get Jackson. Corner. Pressure on their yeah. defenders. That's, Jackson. He's got, he's got pace to burn, and that's that was especially once Keane had gone off. That was yeah. all we could do, he's try and... Try and get him to turn the defence and maybe win a throw-in or a corner so you, down you the watch end. that. He's, he's got so much time and he looks around. So his best option, how could he think that's his best option is he's putting his foot on the ball and roll it 10 yards back to Chambers? Well, there, was, there was quite a lot of that in the first half um, where our players end up in space and Chambers did this a lot. I mean, there was a lot of criticism on Twitter, particularly during the game of Chambers' performance. It wasn't a good one, was it? But he found time and space. I think Chalibre similar. And the pass, the option that they took was always the worst one or it was really poorly executed pass and I guess my question is is this player doing stuff they're not able to do they've you know Chambers is a, is a defender he's a stopper um, he's not a ball player and Chalibur should do better um, but he's got maybe a, a bit of in his head that sometimes he, he tries to do something too clever but is this confidence gents or is this just people being stupid or I thought right the way through down? the game yesterday our passing was there was just no conviction in our passing at all you just knew it there were three four five passes none of them penetrate no, no, no penetrating passes at all square or back 
and you just knew that yeah in a minute someone's going to play play some, perhaps a little bit of a mistimed pass going to put someone in trouble we're going to lose possession every single time yeah terrible terrible yeah no when, 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 no confidence no when a good side has possession of the ball you feel like they're they're in control and they're looking to hurt you when, when we've got the ball, I'm more it. worried. I'm more worried about them scoring than us yeah. scoring when, yeah. when they've got the ball. They're, they're more likely to score when we've got it than we are because, especially once it starts passing around and like Chambers had a sort of an awful opening 15 minutes. I thought he got better after that, but Chalaba was dreadful. His passing all game, he just did not, he just did not get going at all. And he's supposed to be our uh, the guy, the guy ticking things over. And he at one point I. After about 70 minutes, he had a sort of less of 50% pass completion from the centre of midfield as a holding midfielder. When you got the most time on the ball, he wasn't completing his passes at all. How often this season has this happened where Town have their perhaps best passage of play, which it probably was for the five, ten minutes, which sort of, you know, stabilised after the initial onslaught. And they said on Sky, yeah, we're getting a foothold in the game. And we were. We weren't creating, all right, we had the down scuff shot. We weren't creating chances, but we were keeping possession to a fashion but they weren't really threatening how many times this season is that you know, we think okay you can see we're gaining some momentum here we're getting on top and we then the other side you know the opposition broken away and scored uh, countless times well, it's, like they countless. Just, it's like they just start to relax a little bit isn't it once we i think it is the they just switch off a bit and think oh it's, oh it's easier than we thought you know um very casual yeah and the concern is, how do you eradicate that? And I mean, we, the priest, the, the summer can't come quick enough. You know, we need. There's a lot. Of, there's a few questions about this, but we desperately, desperately need to Can certainly we... rip the squad apart a little bit. You know, there's a lot of players out of contract, but there's this mindset there as well that we, we're a bit comfortable, low, low only, confidence. You know, you can only eradicate that by starting winning football matches again, yeah. start winning games again. It's the only way you're going to eradicate that. You know, confidence and they're, they're, they're shot. The confidence is totally shot, but. You know, I still think that's no excuse for just general sloppiness. It was crap yesterday. And we expect it on Sky, you know, time and time again on Sky. You know, I know, all right, we didn't expect perhaps anything yesterday, but we are just so, so poor. So poor. Yep. yep. Well, like I say, the, the game yesterday looked like what it was a Premier League team against oh, a League One team. Absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. That's absolutely fair. And but... I think it really dawned on me yesterday just. I don't know. You know, we were on against Brentford the other week and didn't really show much. But I think it finally dawned on me yesterday just really how poor we are, and that was pretty bad and, stuff yesterday. And you, you look at that. You look at that Sheffield United team, and I know they had a good season last year. But you, you look at the players in it, and sort of not to sort of say they're not very good players. A lot of those guys were with them in League One, and five like, players that's come from Portsmouth, and none five of them players. Are, like John Egan was a big money signing at the back. And then obviously David McGoldrick's done well, but the rest, the rest of that team, Norwood, good they're not. Norwood. Yeah, yeah, Norwood's actually is, again, is very you know, good. The spine, the spine of the team again. You know, if you look at that, um, Bashan, I think it was five Euro players. None, none of them are sort of players that have been highly touted. That you think, well, yeah, they can play this good football because they've come through these top academies and they're good technical players. They're not. They're they're sort of very English team and mm -hmm. a lot of players that have played a lot of lower league football and they, they, they pass the ball around and press and get on the ball and use it in tight spaces like we made them look like Barcelona at times. This is some of the parts though, Joe. It's, it's, yeah. it's what they've got. is that team ethic, mm -hmm. that confidence, team ethic, winning mentality. Or you know, the manager have, as well. Until you, yeah. you have any of that. Yeah. No, no, no I, I, I'm sort of not trying to criticize. No, no, I you, think no, they're, I I know think they're a very good side. But so a lot of these mate. players... They, a lot, of these players, 
they're playing really good technical football, but they're not players you'd say are really good technical footballers. Otherwise, they'd have come up through the leagues a lot quicker than they did. Yep. No, no, it's... no, I mean, there were times yesterday when you saw McGold, I mean, the ball in the first half, the Bulldog, for Christ's sake, <laughs> my God, you know, so good, so good. And confidence yeah, is a factor mean. as well, isn't it? And it yeah. Oh, it's massive. massive. Meant... Two teams Huge. with totally different things to play for as well. Oh, winning mentality versus, well, yeah, what it is, because it is losing mentality, exactly what it is. Let's, um... Because that, um, that on, team, yeah. like Sheffield United, that's not... I know we are the worst team in the league, so it is an easy game. But that, but that's not an easy game on paper. You've got a win to go up. You've got the worst team come to face you. Every single neutral, every single person watching that thinks you're just going to roll them over, and you've got to get out there and do it. And that could have been a Stop. nervy. That could have been Joe. a nervy game for them. And How they came out we... first. They came out in the first minute and just bombarded us and didn't stop until they scored. And we're a soft touch. We're soft yeah. touch. We, this phrase is, is coming out now. Along come Ipswich. You know, we talked about it for yeah. Preston, Swansea Absolute as well, and they're touch. crazy away form. Um, we are, yeah, we're a bit of a laughing stock at the moment, aren't we? And, you know, as I say, the end of the season can't come quick enough. Let's finish off Sheffield United because I feel there's more, there's more rants in this, gents, and I just want to get all the business of Sheffield United fixture done and then we can concentrate on just slagging off everyone and <laughs> calling out Marcus Edwards. Um, <laughs> half time comes. Um, into the second half. Norwood hits the post. Great free kick. Norwood, cool. quality player, isn't he, Dave? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Big yeah, fan of Norwood. He is, yeah. Although Ben made a good point. He's he's very good. His, his shooting's not brilliant. I mean, dead ball is, is pretty decent. But I think Ben made a point last night on his on his review show that, um, yeah, his long-range shooting isn't perhaps what it should be. But when you can pass like that and take uh, sort of free kicks and dead balls like he does, I don't think you'd worry too much about that. I think really. he's scored a couple and of long-range in his history. Another promotion, isn't it? Yeah. Another Incredible, promotion. isn't it? Was it Brighton, Fulham? Fulham. Amazing. Yeah. I think there's three and three seasons. Well, before then. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huddersfield? Who's sorry? Huddersfield. Yeah, possibly. Was he there? Yeah, I think so. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it was, he certainly he was Brighton, wasn't he? He, he was Brighton. Yeah, Fulham. Fulham Brighton, last certainly. certainly Fulham last season, wasn't he? Well, there's one for and the CV Sheffield again, Joe. Well, I'll be in the, yeah. be in the yeah, CV was, again next season. Yeah, so basically he was at Huddersfield, got promoted, had a year at Reading, didn't get promoted. Was it Brighton got promoted? Fulham got promoted. Sheffield United got promoted. Wow, it's like the opposite of Herman Ryder. Yeah, for League One. <laughs> yeah, um, sixty-eight minutes. Um, Jackson hobbles off injured and is replaced by Andre Dizel. At the same time, Sheffield United bring on Billy Sharp. Um, so that kind of tells you the qualities of those squad. And Jackson, that looked like an injury, didn't it, gents? Is that well? He was having he was having treatment a few minutes beforehand, wasn't he? And... And I think didn't Lambert say afterwards that perhaps it was more of a a protection thing because literally we haven't got any fit strikers for the last game. Yeah, it, it would be, appear yeah. almost. <laughs> so he went into the kind of four, um, sorry, five five formation to finish the game off. Um, and then um, seventy one minutes um, flex corner, um, O'Connell pretty much unmarked, and it's um, it's a pretty straightforward headed corner goal, isn't it, Jay? Yeah, yeah, Gherkin. Is probably fouled in the warm-up, but it's, it's far too weak. It's got to like you, you, I think you'd normally expect the ref to give it, but you, you can't go down under that little contact. And he, where was he going anyway? He was going the wrong side of the ball anyway. It was probably going to go over if he got there, but it's almost like he played for the foul a little bit, like the QPR corner where Freeman scored over his head. It's like. He plays for a free kick, and it's like you can't really do that if you're a goalie. Because if you're not a midfielder on halfway, if you don't get it, you can see the goal. But I don't know. And again, zonal, zonal marking as well, which 
I'm not always a fan of. And when you've got Teddy Bishop going up against Jack O'Connell, yeah. you know you're in trouble. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I went with him. You, you watch that. You watch when when um, when uh, Fleck takes a corner. O'Connell's about thirty yards out, and just as Fleck takes a corner, you watch that. O'Connell just lopes and wanders, saunters into the box, yeah, just jogs think, into I the box, and he's perfectly ben, there to meet the corner. No one ben picks him mentioned up. on his video that he thinks it's sort of like a deliberate ploy that he was fiddling around with a water bottle on the side of the pitch while oh, the really? corner was being ready to be taken, and then he sort of oh, sort of slopes on, in, slopes the, on, and then he thinks oh, it's a deliberate ploy. So, yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that, gents, apart from uh, it was to be expected and probably deserved. Um, let's finish off the game, shall we? McGoldrick gets a standing ovation, 78. Um, he's sub for Gary Medine, another example of the strength and depth um, the teams in the top half have in comparison to us. And on 89 minutes, um, Alan Judge has a shot hey. on target. Hey. And it was um, tipped over by Henderson, although pretty comfortable. And that's the match. In terms of key events, what I've left out is... Um, Sheffield not having a chance pretty much every other minute um, and Ipswich being pretty incapable um, uh, and it's another defeat um, our away record of uh, no clean is it remind me Dave on this one what's that say we, we no failed clean no clean sheets yeah, away from home all season yeah, do, you know who the only other, do you know who the only other team in English football with that same record is this year it's staggering isn't it Arsenal Oh, is it really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice yeah. to have something in com- in, com- in comparison yeah. to Arsenal. Eh? Yeah, probably could think of something, a few better things to have in common. But yeah, if we've got to have something. But I guess the sad thing is, gents, um, and I tweeted something yesterday afternoon, actually. Um, when was the last time we turned up at a game where we were considerable underdogs and turned the odds in our favour with a 20 to 1 odds? Um, the bookies generally aren't, aren't wrong anymore are they when it comes to us um, it was just a pretty lax performance not helped by injuries again um, but utterly predictable and I guess that's the sad thing now isn't it we that's are. the sad thing for me it is so predictable but I mean Ben said I think in the week oh look here we go incoming 2-0 defeat and well yeah I mean it should have been a lot more than 2-0 let's face it but yeah, we're so predictable. I think that's the most disappointing thing because as a supporter, you know, in the back of your mind, you think, oh, yeah, but if this goes away and this, we get a hold, you know, hold of the midfield and stop them marauding centre-backs, oh, we could be all right. We could nick a point here or something like that. As we were, you know, against West Brom away, Bristol City away, probably, we said before, could have probably won both those games. But again, did we have at the time more of a sort of settled, settled side again yesterday? Another four changes. It's, and a change of formation, yep. And I've changed formation again. It's yeah, um, as you say, probably is. He's treating this almost as a as a pre a pre pre season. Mm. And Lambert says that um, we showed character and determination, I guess, to keep ourselves in the match in terms of the scoreline. Certainly not in terms of the stats. Um, Joe, any any thoughts on whether whether these are Lambert's just using these games to experiment now? Well, he's definitely using them to experiment. I, th- I think we did keep keep going yesterday, but we kept doing the same things, but we're doing them wrong. But we just we didn't just chuck the towel, and the players were still trying and True. things like that. But I'm a bit frustrated with Lambert over the last few games about how this pre this sort of pre pre season that Dave is talking about. I think he's wasting it at the moment. Up until for both managers this season, the whole game has been the one that sort of said a lot. The first one after the international break for Hurst came back and we looked absolutely dog shit. And I thought we're, we're in we're in big trouble here. And then this time, the whole game at home, 
we were on that good run of draws. I know still not wins, but West Brom, Bristol City, we'd gone away, we played well. We could have won Derby. two games against top six sides, Derby at home. And then we were dreadful at Hull and we haven't really recovered since then. And it's just been so haphazard since then. It's just been so many changes, players out of position, no continuity. And it's like, well, what what is he trying to learn at the moment? Is he just trying to have a look at players individually or why are we not working on what we want to be next season? I know there's an issue that we are short of bodies, especially in attacking positions. But I know I've just been really disappointed in the last the last few games, how little progress or how far backwards, I should say, we've gone from a very low base as it was. I mean, do you think that's also going to cost us with regard to potential season tickets and stuff? What's happened in these last three games? Or will will people, perhaps like we are, taking it for what it is? It's, well, it's certainly not going to help, is it? I don't. No. It, it seems that people are buying into what Lambert is saying off the pitch Amazing. rather Amazing. than rather than on the pitch at the moment. And it does seem the season ticket sales are going well, but the club would have loved us to get a good win, especially the home game against Swansea on the Monday. If we'd, have, if we'd have picked up a point at Preston, beating Swansea at home and putting a spirited defeat there, you'd think that might that could that could have been the difference between hitting that first target or not. Because again, three, no goals scored, three games, no goals. Yeah. Um, I mean, barely I, a shot. In terms of yesterday season... more, I think yesterday, guys, just the lack of quality, I think, showed yesterday. Yeah. Absolute yeah. lack of quality. And then the basics as well, isn't it? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's picking a pass, people and that making clever runs. doesn't need quality. You know, you should be capable of that. But, it, yeah, just... I was, know, I, was getting, sloppy. I was getting so frustrated yesterday <laughs> with the sort of just the poor touches, the poor yeah. passes, yeah. playing the ball two yards behind people. There must be yeah. three or four times when we just pass people the ball straight out, out a, straight out for a throw-in and just sort of good players, the Alan Judges and your Trevor Chalabers that we've seen and we know that are good footballers just could not play football yesterday. And it was, I appreciate against a side like Sheffield United, you've got them in your face and they yeah. are a high pressing team. They play at a high intensity and the game is quick, but the game just looked too fast for our players yesterday. And that is a, that, that is a worry that good players could not, could not put their foot on the ball and slow it down and pick out easy passes. I think and the only ones for me to come out with any credit, I thought yesterday, I thought Skews, to be mm. fair, as, a, as a, if you say we call him an emer- we call him emergency centre back, whatever we call him, I thought he did well. I thought he did well, really. Um, I don't think he's the answer long term, but I thought he did. I thought he did pretty well. And I got to say, won his fair share in the air as well. He's decent in the yeah. air, Skews. Um, I thought he did well, and of course, with used his experience, used his head. You know, never really got caught. Um, you know, pace wise, you know, one on one or anything. Used his head really well. I thought. I thought. Bishop, again, at times showed what he's good at, you know, driving, especially when we had a good spell in the first half. And I thought Downs was OK yesterday. I thought Downs yeah. did, did OK. Wasn't, you know, because big physical side. And there were times when perhaps he had a loose touch. He thought, Christ, he's losing the ball. But now, you know, showed his strength, won the ball back, was able to lay it off. So I think those three, for me, were the ones that came out with a little bit of credit yesterday. Um, Thoughts on Enciala? Yeah, he did. He said, I, I like NCR because I like watching him because <laughs> he's a throwback. I mean, he's got a mistake in him, but I like him. I just, I just like him. And, and again, there were times he got caught out, but his powers of recovery are good. He's quite quick and he's strong. And, he, you know, he, he, he got back in. But yeah, we all know he's got a, he's got a, a ricket in him every single game. But I don't, I don't necessarily mind, mind that. But I thought the fullbacks, Bree was awful yesterday. I thought Kenlock, not really yesterday. I know it's difficult for them because sometimes they were, you know, they overload, don't they, in the wide areas. But 
yeah, for me, I don't know about you, Joe, but for me, I thought, yeah, Skews, Bishop and Downs were really the only ones to come out with any credit. Yeah, I think on the ball, especially those three, were the only three that didn't look like the game was too quick for them yep. when they got the ball. I think Bishop Bishop struggled a bit off the ball because there was a lot going on around yes. him and he was playing a lot deeper than he normally does. Yep. But like you're saying, he didn't get much help. And in that on that first goal, you've got Chambers and Bishop there trying to defend Terrible. it and Bishop yeah. falls asleep. But but where's James Bree in that? Why is he tucked yeah. inside? Yeah. Why is he yeah. not why is you he not round there helping out helping out Chambers and Bishop? I yeah. don't know. I mean we need to um firstly congratulate Sheffield United on a on a what is promotion. What an achievement. Um, and and as Joe said earlier, five of those players, I think it was um um certainly uh was it Duff, I think Fleck, obviously Sharp and a, um was it Basham, I think, and, and, and one more played in Wilder's first game, as Joe was saying, um back in um, up, August or oh, and probably Balder, August two thousand sixteen. So yeah, fantastic. And that just shows, you know, the core of the side that sort of stayed there right through and they're built around that, you know. Yeah, having a country League One as well. Brilliant achievement. I guess that gives people points a bit in hard. League One. Ninety they're gonna get ninety points in this league and if they can win the title, that would be a fitting achievement. And oh, like, really, they're, they're, I've I've watched them a number of times. Every time I've watched them, I've been lovely. impressed with them. I've, I've really great. enjoyed watching them this year. And do, you, and do you know what's great about it as well? Look at Wilder. He's a supporter. He's a yeah. he's a fan. He's a, it's just brilliant to see. Have you, have you seen some of the videos today? Oh, fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Love loving life. I love yeah, how he's the spraying the beer over the scarpool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Super, great, great, great achievement. And um, but just remind me how long. Let's let's just put a preface on this. How long were they down in League One for? They got through six a few managers, seasons, didn't they? I think. I think yeah. it was six seasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we've got, we've got plenty of questions on that, that day. Note, Don't worry. Move on. Yeah, we need. I need to try and find a positive to end on, but I mean, it's going to be a struggle. <laughs> the questions are of a similar flavour, gentlemen. So I wasn't going to drill in too much. Um, oh, but let's go through these now. Um, Jonathan Cook. Um, learning from Sheffield United, manager is crucial. He still thinks Paul Lambert could be the right man. Um, his initials have a right have the right ring to them. Um, but will he get the support to start the rebuild? If so, it could be a journey that everyone could get behind. Um, Joe, your thoughts on whether Lambert's the right man in League One and whether he's going to get the support to the rebuild that I think we all agree is necessary. Um, ask asked me a few weeks ago, and I'd have said yes. I'm sort of a little bit more on the fence at the moment. He's got he's got to be given that chance in League One next year because he has been working towards that for a long time I think what what Wilder has done in reinvigorating the Sheffield United fan base he Lambert has has done that with our fan base and he is if if we could be half as good on the pitch as he's been off the pitch we'd be we'll walk the league next year but I just I just worry that he hasn't he hasn't found a way to win games he, he didn't find a way to win games at Stoke last year and the way he played and sort of going back to his days up the road it was always that two up front, Houlihan in behind, bombarding teams, a lot of late goals. And they ne- there's sort of a lot of games when it's sort of like 65, 70 minutes and it would be chucking another striker on and, and he went for everything. He really tried to win games. He didn't. He never seemed a manager that got a lot of draws. So he's got he's to work out to try and win games again next year and we'll win more than we lose next year. But will it be enough? I don't know. The worry is um, the level of support he'll get in the summer because we've we've kind of got the theory that Evans is going to be the budget is going to be cut anyway. We know that, but he needs he needs support, doesn't he? We need to bring in reinforcements. Yeah, but well, the, the squ- we do need reinforcements, but that squad has got enough quality for that league. Blow, you just need to get another striker or two, 
potentially another centre back and, and full backs. And you've got a, I know that sounds a lot, but you've got Bart, who's going to be a top keeper at that level if he can put his head on. Chambers, for all the criticism, the game is a lot slower at that level. He's not going to be caught caught in behind. And he, hope, he cannot play right of a back three again because. I mentioned this earlier in the season, he just does not have the legs for that role and was exposed yesterday. NCR can play at that level where it's a lot more rough and tumble. You've got your Judge, you've got your John Nolan, you've got your Flynn Downs, your Teddy Bishops, Emir Hughes, if he ever is fit. I'd say Harrison's a decent enough strike there. We're going to be down there with a good enough squad to bounce straight back with, with the right additions, but he's got to get it right on the pitch and he looks a long way off that at the moment. So we've got to keep these key players fit. Christ's sake. Yeah. We need to keep these players fit. I mean, I know it's a conditioning, you know, I know we have conditioning coaches and probably got a conditioning team down there, but if you can't keep your best players on the pitch, you haven't, you haven't got a chance. You haven't got a hope. And that's what it's cost us the last few seasons as well as oh, the this one. It, that's been a hell of a factor in the last couple of seasons. And this season as much as any, for Christ's sake. You know, who would have thought Hughes wouldn't have been, you know, pre-season last year, out since, what, December 2017, was it? Yeah. Um, you know, I'd have thought, you know, oh, great, you know, all right, we've got, we've got so-and-so in over the summer, Hurst coming in, but he's bringing all these new players in, but yeah, we'll have a fit M.A. Hughes again. Brilliant, you know. Um, hasn't played. Is he, is is, it, is that an element of the market that we shop in, though, that we bring in players which yeah, are... Yeah, that's the point it was raised made, in Twitter today. Maybe unable to stay fit, but I, I, I don't think a lot of these players are injury-prone. When you look at your sort of Tom Addy Amies, who's played, what, three games in two years, he's a player that's played 30-odd games every year. Emmy Hughes came in on loan and played nearly every game for the end of the he season. Did. He's played, played four games in two years. Teddy Bishop is obviously injury-prone, but we didn't sign him. David McGoldrick has gone to there and played every week, so... Yeah, what is it that we're doing wrong? Yeah, nice, no, interesting one. And people that had that conspiracy theory last year, um, and it doesn't go away, does it? Um, two questions of a similar fl- uh, flavour here, Dave. Um, Tony Page, um, how many years will it take to get back to the championship? Um, Jeremy Dodd, um, Sheffield United were in League One for six seasons. He confirmed oh, for yeah. us and went through yeah. four managers: um, Wilson, yep. Weir, Clough, Ad- Adkins, and um, before Wilder. Um, can you see us? Uh, can you see it taking us that long to come back up? Um, as it stands, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, well, certainly can. As it stands, yeah. But um, look, a, a lot's going to hinge on um, obviously pre-season, the transfer window, pre-season, the transfer window, and as as Joe said, you know, the first I don't know ten, a dozen games. I think we know a lot, lot more. Obviously, we know a lot, lot more after after that. But yeah, the way the club is now, and the the what the, the situation the club's in now. Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah wouldn't surprise me if they're down there a good number of seasons nothing nothing there's nothing there at this moment in time to convince me that we're going to bounce straight back not nothing at all it's nervous the, yeah. and the, the, start the longer, the longer really you're important. down there the harder it gets because of yeah. the salary caps and things like that you you've got a couple of years when you first go down there where you need to get back up in that first couple of years absolutely mm. once, you, that, once you're out once you're outside that two years you're then a league one club trying to get out of it not a championship yeah, club in league exactly. one exactly um and it's that winning mentality is it fostering getting getting that winning mentality i mean harry made a really good analogy didn't he i think on 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 the preview show did he did he say about league one's a bit of a did he call it a departure lounge waiting or room yeah doctor's waiting yeah. room yeah doctor sorry yeah something like that i know um, was the you because know, uh, we talked about baggage we get lost in the baggage <laughs> we <saw> excess <laughs> baggage or something i think we've got a lot of that um yeah look nothing yeah like i said 
I hope I'm wrong, and I hope look, there's some somehow some inspired signings of people like Hughes get fit and Sears gets fit a bit quicker than normal, you know, quicker than anticipated, and we hit the ground running. And Christ, who knows? You know, it could happen, but nothing to suggest it will. Joe, a question from Chris Hodges: um, Does Judge drifting around the pitch do more harm than good? At the moment, for me, yes, it does. He's he's. He's not doing enough when he's getting on the ball. If if you drift around like that, you've got to have that quality when you get it. And as Dave was saying earlier, he didn't have that quality yesterday. And when he's been playing out wide on the left, he drifts so far across that you basically have lost Guion Edwards as a player who's effectively just trying to play where Judge isn't. It? And he's not playing his own game and getting into it. So he's cost us that. And, and I like Judge, but what's he got? One assist from a corner. No, and no, no, no goals in 15 games. And... I, he's, the last two or three games, he's been poor, and I, I, I do worry. I, I don't know. I don't understand why a player that has had a patchy injury record for the last two seasons has come in and played every minute of every game for three months now. Why is he the one not getting rested yeah, at all? Point. Do either yeah. of you have the sense that he's calling the shots a little bit? He's obviously probably oh. one of the top earners at the moment, albeit probably with the relegation clause like everyone else has got. But are we trying to accommodate him too much to make him feel like he's an important part of the squad? I think you're probably. Yeah. I think you've got no, something. We... I think you've got a bit there, yeah. I'd say, I'd suggest there's a bit of that. It wouldn't surprise me that also if Lambert just thinks he's on another level to our players, you've just got to do what you can to get him in there. Hmm. Because well, he's signed yeah. now. If, if if he hadn't signed, I could understand before the contract was signed why you'd play him every week to give him that confidence. But ultimately, he's got a two-year deal now. So, And if, if we were playing that diamond yesterday, which I don't think we were, judging that number 10 role behind those two strikers actually probably works, doesn't it? Fantastic. That's where he. That's where he should be playing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Do serious uh, damage there. Serious damage. Um, question from Maurice Clouds. Great name. Um, worst case, Skimflin owner play, um, paying poor wages and relying on freeze, um, but new striker is urgent. Um, sentimental year chambers not matched by performances. Only two youngsters good enough or suited to League One. Judge Nolan Scoose okay, but need direction now. Worry about. <laughs> Lambert's tactical now. We've talked a little bit about um, um, Evans. Um, thoughts on this um, sentimental view of Chambers? It came up quite a lot yesterday. We've alluded to it. Um, do you think Chambers is okay in a four and not in a three? Or is this this general lack of form over the last few weeks is a bit of a concern, isn't it, Dave? I think it's catching up with him. I mean, what is he, 33 now? Is he something like that? I think it's all catching up with him. I, I, I personally don't think he's up to it anymore. And, and, and that includes, for me, that includes League One as well. I, I, and, and, and I do appreciate if we're going to, and I've said before, and we've said before, if we're going to blood youngsters next year, we do need an experienced spine in the, in the team. So I can sort of understand that. But in my opinion, he's shot. He's not good enough. Joe, is that any, anything mental, do you think? He's not taken relegation well. I think maybe he's, I think he's, well, he's definitely taken too much on his shoulders this season. And whether that's affected his form on the pitch, we don't know. I think, I, 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 not quite as, um, as, as strongly as Dave, but he he can't play in that three on the right hand side of that three. There's there's too much ground to cover, and I commented on a pod earlier in the season. He just does not have the legs to go back there. Who was it? Was it against Reading or someone? And he's just getting caught up against McCleary playing in that three, and he just could not cope at all. And and but like I said, in a, in a four, I think he can do enough. He can read the game well enough, and he can play well enough I think especially in League One where it is a little bit more back to the wall defending and the defenders have sort of less need for quality on the ball but I know you'd, you'd hope over the if we're in League One for the next two seasons of Chambers contract you'd hope it's sort of 30 to 35 games next year 
10 to 15 a year after and then draw it off there. Yeah, okay. Um, Kevy T um, you, has asked us about the, the hospital passes in midfield. I think we've covered that, but it's a really yeah interesting point, that one, and a real concern, actually. Um, Tractor Boy Pete, um, Joe, do you think the diamond midfield and two up top will work next season? Yeah, because the only way we're going to get out of League One next year is if we score goals. And we're not going to be able to defend our way out of that. And we've got to score goals. And for me, if you want to score goals, you've either got to play two up front with one in behind, or you've got to play the 4 3 3 that Lambert is playing, but with wide strikers out wide, your Freddie Sears, your Jack Lancasters, your Caden Jacksons out there, not your Alan Judges, even your Guion Edwards or your. Teddy Bishops or Idris El Mazzini, whoever else has played out there, they have got to be goal threats in the in the. You've got to have three goal threats on the pitch, effectively. And hope your midfield brings brings some more as well. Mm-hmm. If, if we get it right next season, and Judge plays in that role, potentially he's the best player in the league. Mm. Yep, he is. But like I say, if you if you look at the team next year, if you could set it up, even with what we've got here of effectively Bart in goal. Well, maybe fullbacks. I'm still not convinced on, but Chambers and Entiala at the back, midfield four of. Well, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Scoose, but even if you had Scoose, Nolan, or even Nolan, Downs, Bishop, three of them, Judge in behind, even Jackson and Harrison, that team's gonna that team's gonna do okay in League One, and that's before we've added anything to it. Yep. Um, Tractor Boy Pete also asks um, Dave how your ha- golf handicap is coming on and given it's the three of us on the pod we can talk about golf we could probably do a nice tangent on golf but handicap alright Dave? Yeah well it's not because I'm not playing comps at the moment I'm just about to because um, I've had this obviously this I, 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 I don't know if I've mentioned it before this injury um, <laughs> I never talk about it um, so um, at the moment my handicap is like in suspension has been sus- sort of suspended so I'm about to rejoin at the end of the month so um yeah, I'll let you know, but I've been, I've been practicing a bit recently, so hitting it, hitting it, yeah. okay. I've got, a, I've got a game coming up in the summer with, um, with Jules, Julian Hugh, Jules, oh, nice. who, was a, who was a really good golfer. He used to play off about two or three. I think your so, handicap uh, is his Twitter handle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's playing off a bit more than that now, but um, so that's something I look forward to. But we'll have to, we'll have to, me and you're rich, we'll have to play. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. Jules, have him Jules, don't let. Don't let Dave play off 28 and give him 25 <laughs> shots when you play him. <laughs> um, Dave, Nick R. Looks like Scoose had a good game yesterday. Which other players would you like to see tried in a different position? Wow. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Chambers on the bench. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, who do you want to see on the bench? <laughs> Andre Dezel as a deep line midfielder. Yeah, that's a pretty good shout. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I think that would, whether whether it would be in League One, but yeah, get him playing that, you mentioned that skews role, him playing and um, yeah, popping the ball off from there. I'm still not convinced he's he's up to that, but yeah, I'd like to see him. That would be a good idea, have a shot at that, but no, other than that, no, let's try and get some, um, yeah, get some normality, I think, back in. Joe, where, Il Mazzini, we talked about being tried as a winger, what position does he, is he best at in your opinion? Centre mid, isn't he, Joe? Centre yeah, mid, get, mid. Getting up, getting up. He's more attacking, but getting up and down the pitch probably as an eight, box to box midfielder. Okay. Legs can go all day. Okay. Will he play on Tuesday, Joe? Yeah, he should do. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't play yesterday. I thought he might even play for the 18s yesterday. He's still that young, but he was on the bench. I thought while they were up there, he might actually give him a better chance of winning the title yesterday. But do you think be. because we, because of our crap crapness in the last three games, which is why Ndaba hasn't got on? Yeah, I, 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 it would surprise me now. Now Saturday or Sunday is a dead rubber. Mm. Maybe they'll maybe they'll give him a 
give him a game now. Leeds will rest players for the playoffs when they as well. Imagine so. Oh, I do hope they play Villa in the playoffs. <laughs> we'll come back to that game uh, from today a little bit yeah. later on. Um, Dave, I'll come back to you. Um, let's hear a bit more from you. Um, John Nolan, how much has John Nolan been a miss? Oh, this is Pigman. from Portman Ginge, sorry, um, yeah, over big, the last few games, um, yeah, spanning absolutely. his feet just before his injury. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you see his influence, I think, uh, um, or oh, both games, certainly the West Brom game and I think, um, well, Derby a little bit further back, but Bristol City as well. I think we've really missed his influence. He was just really starting to, you know, you can say, yeah, you know, you can see what Nolan's all about. He's got an eye for a goal. He's got an eye for a pass. He's two-footed. And of course, what happens, Ipswich being Ipswich, you know, the season we're having, he, um, he's injured. Well, he's probably... He, he, was he on the bench yesterday? I don't know. Was he on the bench yesterday? No, he wasn't. No, no. no. So I'd be he's again. A, he's a midfielder that can get ahead of the ball. Yeah, we absolutely. We haven't had many of them, have we? No, absolutely right. And his goal, you know, his goal at West Brom summed it up for me. Brilliant, you know, late run. We just haven't had that superb finish. No, I think we've um, we've re- he's been a big a big miss a big miss and will be. Fingers crossed, he stays fit. A big big player for us um, next season, as he was for Shrewsbury in that division last yes. season. That's sort of a real positive of the latter part of the season that yep. we have managed to get a tune out of John Nolan because he was looking like a I signing that didn't wasn't capable of stepping up. Trading war, I agree. I, and I think if if there's the one player that's made progress under Lambert in Lambert's tenure has been certainly been him. Mark Mark progress yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, Freddie Sears was one as well, but obviously, yeah. what happened to him? Yeah, what happens when you get into a bit of form? You get injured. Um, Neil Wilmore um, at Fugly Cankles just to call out the Twitter handle. That's great. Um, Talk us about um, ten games into the ne- into next season for um, judgment, <laughs> and also about Will Will Keane's injuries. I think we've covered that, Neil. But I just wanted to call your Twitter handle out as well. Um, Nathan Bills is the guy who's asked us about being critical. I think, hopefully, Nathan, we've done all right in being critical today. I don't think we've tried, um, Nathan. We've tried. Yeah, um, I'll try and get a little bit more out of everyone as well. Um, uh-huh. Dimitris, um, January, Joe, was the, the first time I've seen Marcus Evans move decisively in the transfer market. Was this just a last-ditch attempt to keep us up, or has he realised that underfunding and selling mm-hmm. each year without a long-term plan doesn't work? He's saying the right things, but do you believe it? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. 
with two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I, I don't believe... Well, it, it does feel that in Lambert, we've got a manager that will challenge Evans as an owner, where I don't think Mick ever did challenge Evans as an owner. I think he was happy doing his own thing. He was He was comfortable in the job and able to have as free a reign as he could and he was confident in his ability to get players in and late on in the windows and get him working into his maybe more simple system to play where Hurst didn't really ever seem to have the clout for Evans so everything was done too slowly but yeah Lambert he did act he did act quickly with Lambert and hopefully that was a sign that Lambert is challenging him and Lambert is trying to improve Evans from below because I don't think I don't think Mick was ever doing that um, Seb Brown, this question for you, Dave, because we we hear a lot from Joe um, on the quality of the academy and youth players. I just want to get your view on it. Um, at what point does the sentimentality and end? And we ask if our young players are good enough. Compare Kenlock and Emmanuel to Lewis and Aaron's, and they're nowhere near. Are we kidding ourselves that this crop of youngsters will come good enough? Only Downs and Bishop look good enough to me. I pretty much agree with that. I mean, I think. Maybe unfair comparison. I mean, Lewis and Aaron's have just been phenomenal, really. I mean, Aaron's have just come from absolutely no. I think he made his debut against Town, didn't he, back in September? That was his league debut, um, and ends up being EFL. Well, gets in the in the uh, Championship Team of the Year and also EFL Young Player of the Year, isn't he? I mean, unbelievable how those how those players have come through. So, yeah, to compare with those two is um, is tough. But no, um, Dazelle, yeah, look, for me, he hasn't. He hasn't shown it. How much? I'll, perhaps we'll get on to Dizelle and because I've got a good analogy to make about that a bit later when we, perhaps we speak a little bit if we have to about Norwich. But you know how much that injury, yes, that massive injury, and miss a whole season at his age. How much that injury has affected him mentally? It's tough to say, but he hasn't shown it for me. I'd like to see more of Nydem because I think he's a good player in Nydem. Uh, you know, we said before on the pod, very disappointing what's happened to him this season. Gone backwards because he was shipped out. But yeah, Bishop and you know Bishop and Downs. Um, yeah, I see them as, as 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 being, yeah, certainly more than more than capable of holding their own in League One and and um, yeah, being being really really top players in League One potentially. Fullbacks, I just don't know. I, I you know I, I think Kenlock, but he's very inconsistent. And uh, again, yesterday perhaps a tough one to to yep. judge him on given how they play. Emmanuel's one I want to see do really well, but. He really hasn't hasn't shown it, has he at all? Um, as football fans, particularly at Ipswich, where we want to see the youth players brought through, we are a bit over sentimental. Is that fair to say? We we do oh, want I think, to see I, them. You know, I think we are. I mean, I think I saw a tweet earlier on that it's like, is it forty? You know, nineteen seventy-five. I think tomorrow or April thirtieth or something like that when we won the won the FA Youth Cup. You know, with, with teams which, where we all know players in that team, you know, Osman and players like that, Johnny Walk. Um, yeah, that's been that's, that's been the bedrock of the club. That always was the bedrock of the club, and you know, a club like Ipswich, it always will be. And you know, I've seen, I've only seen the 18s, I think, once or twice this season. And from what I've seen, it's some real, real talent. And Joe, Joe knows far more than me. Real talent in that team, you know. But it's just as Joe said, it's making that progression from 18s to tw- to the 23s to the first team. 
you've got to have, some of these boys have got to have some luck along the way, but they've got to be grounded and and just be be obviously coached coached well, you know. And they've got to be given a I chance think... as well because that's you look at Aaron's in. Um, what's his? Oh, I forgot the other one's name. Sorry, Lewis. Lewis, thank Lewis. you. They've been given a chance, haven't they? They've been given a run of games. They've not been plucked out. Emmanuel only came in, was in one week and then out the other. You know, went had a three-game run, had a mistake, or was caught out. You know, Luala or Brighton's the famous one we always come back to. And then he was gone the next week, wasn't he? And I think there's something to be said for that. Maybe League One is a better opportunity. But again, to do you that. know, again, again with someone like Aaron's coming in, like we said, he made his debut against Ipswich, and then. I mean, following that game, I just went on this unbelievable run. The team went on this unbelievable run. Pookie was scoring, you know, they were scoring from everywhere. Pookie was scoring for fun. And it's easy. It's, it's far easier for these youngsters to play in a, a winning team, a confident team, than coming in, the, coming in a youngster, you know, who's in and out of the town side, coming into, you know, getting a start in the town side now. It's, he's on the back foot straight away. Yeah, and I, I do think there's an element of some fans maybe not understanding what the academy is for in like because you you sort of have your blue chip prospects the ones that you think are going to be your star players that are going to come in stars going to burn bright and they're going to come through and i don't think miles kenlock or josh emmanuel have ever been seen as those sort of players they're players that are going to come in they're going to do a job they they might play 50 60 games for the first team and then they're probably going to leave and go down levels rather than up levels where case in point yeah where, like I say, when you compare Ken Lock and Emmanuel to Lewis and Aaron's, well, Lewis was in the sort of full Northern Irish squad after about two games, and these are players that they're sort of the burning bright, the stars that burn bright. They come through the team, and if Norwich weren't going up this year, they'd be fighting off bids. In the same way that had Jack Lancaster stayed fit this year, that had Teddy Bishop oh. stayed fit from his first season, Dizelle. had had Dizelle, had nine, had these guys got good runs in the team and played as as they can play. There's a reason why they're in these England squads at youth levels because they're technically very good players. That they're, they're good players, but players like your Miles Kenlocks, your Josh Emmanuels, even and sort of without sort of prejudging players, your Corey Darbers, your, your Luke Wolfenden's even these aren't guys that are going to come in the team and look the best player on the pitch like Kieran Dyer did when he came in. These are guys that are going to come in and be solid players for the football club. But Joe, the sad thing about it is for, for every one of those, for, for all those, you've got a Ben Knight or a Charlie Brown or players like that who yeah. are just going to be snapped up, just going to be snapped up and, 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 and be sold, you know. Yeah, Ben Knight. Even before they get anywhere near it. Yeah, because Ben Knight was sold so far before he was near it. But, but Charlie Brown, like he was behind Ben Morris in the pecking order. He was behind Ben Falami in the pecking order. But Ben Morris, and even still, even last summer, Ben Morris was the one going away with England while Charlie Brown has never been called up at that level. And it's just a case that Ben Morris, because we're Ipswich and not Chelsea, when he goes on loan to Forest Green, we can't say, if you don't play him, you need to send us £5,000 a week back. Because we, 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 we don't have the clout to do that. We have to take what we can get in the low market. So he goes there, wastes months of his season after looking sharp on the opening day against Blackburn, yeah. comes back here, and then he'd have got a chance by now this part of the season, and he's done his cruise shit in. And it's, like I say, there's so much luck in, but I'm sure if you spoke to most of the people in the academy, they'd have, been, they'd have backed Ben Morris ahead of Charlie Brown, and Charlie Brown leaving while disappointing wasn't a huge blow when you look to see who was ahead of him he wasn't he wasn't going to be starting week in week out for the 23s he wasn't a Ben Knight I saw someone throwing his name around earlier saying that he could perhaps be a um a signing for us on loan next year he could be yeah I, I, his family's sure. still, he's Zach Brown's yeah. brother and his family is still yeah yeah, family still still, wherever they are. Felix, yeah. 
It would be feel, nice to think that he's locked in terms that give us first refusal when they ever think would, of loan him out. But I, I know he'd, he'd he'd love to come back here, here or Colchester somewhere along this way for his family. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't think it's the right thing for us to be doing to take him back a striker that we've already developed and lost to develop further and yeah, yeah, lose again. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah, really interesting stuff that, guys. Thank you for that. It's an interesting debate. Um, Mullet, um, matching up matching up um, the Blades yesterday, was it a sign that Lambert is tactically inept, um, short of players, um, or a coincidence that he's realised it suits our squad too? Um, will we now see Scoose in the hodl at Swindon role from the yeah. early 90s, but with stabby interceptions, yeah. not raking 40-year passes, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And Ben Bloom asks um, Dave Diamond to comment on his playoff final goal. Um, I'll ask you about the playoff final goal in a second, Dave, but Joe, um, thoughts on uh, whether the tactical situation yesterday was, um, let me go back through what, um, tactically inept, short of players, or a coincidence that it fits the squad? I think it, we matched up with Sheffield United because they're such a unique team in this league and and a combination of being a unique team, very difficult to play against, and being short of players. We, we we don't have the players to play any. We have we have no wide players fit at all. So you can't play four four two. You can't play four three three. You can't play four five one. You what what other formations could you play at the moment? Yep. Yep. But so it's a bit of both, or a bit of all three, isn't it? Yeah. To quote our colleague Dave Dyne. Um Dave Dunn, yeah, talk to us about this. Um, is this the one from remember. the 4-3? Is this the back yeah, heel? I think it the... was. But do you know what? I, can't, I, I, I saw this earlier. I can't remember Hoddle's goal. And I, it's sad to say I can't. But what I can remember, what I can remember is a Hoddle performance at Portman Road for Swindon um, back in the early 90s when he played sweeper. And that was just sublime absolutely sublime and it was you know balls have been pinged up to the foot i've done even know would have been playing up front for us then and hoddle would be basically just stepping off stepping off the forward as he missed mistimed his jump just taking the ball on his chest getting it down putting his head up and pinging 40 yard diagonals left foot and right foot he's absolute rolls royce oh he got he got swindon up obviously mm. unbelievable unbelievable in that position but i must admit i um Big Huddle fan, probably one of my favourite ever players. I remember most of his goals, but I can't recall that one in the in the playoff final, so I'll have to get Ben's, um, Ben's yeah, went, take on I that. I went looking on YouTube. I think it was a back heel, and he just sweeps. He runs onto it and sweeps it into the corner. Starts oh, the ball outside the post, and it comes back in. Here we, we go. Oh, here we go. here we go. Let's have a look. Oh, back heel. Sweeps yeah, it into okay. the corner. It, yeah, just passes it in. Yeah. yeah absolute class. I never saw him. I don't think I ever saw him score a scruffy goal, to be fair. No. <laughs> Classy player. Um, so, do you have, have you seen the goal? It's his very last game for Spurs at home, I think, to Oxford before he goes to um, Monaco. Have you seen that goal? When he is gets that the ball, lob, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> he gets the ball and literally walks because the huddle never had pace, but he literally walks through Oxford, walks through the Oxford defence. They're a bit square and they're pushing up, and it's a counter attack. And he gets the ball in the centre of the park. I think nutmegs one player, and it's just sort of running forward towards goal. Play it sort of. I don't know how he does it. Sort of the two centre half sort of converge. He just puts the ball between them, runs alongside. He's one on one with the keeper and just drops his shoulder. The keeper just falls over and he walks around him and put, and literally walks it in. He's fab. What a player! What a player! Criminally oh. only uh, fifty odd caps for England. I'm going to enjoy seeing Cole Scoose play the Glen Harder role next season. Then can't <laughs> yeah, wait for those. Um, Jack Slader. Um, Dave, I was watching yesterday and just couldn't decide um, if we were really bad or the Blades were really good. Um, I asked you this question because I think I know what your answer is going to be, but your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, we really could. So if we matched them up and went, you know, man for man and matched them up, yeah, it just showed the golfing quality. We just didn't couldn't get nowhere near the quality they've got. Say the quality. Yeah, yeah, on the day the quality they've got. And the, and the way that they know what they're doing, the pattern yes. of play they have, that's the key, isn't it? It's a continuity. Look, they barely made... Okay, did they? Did you say who came in for Craney yesterday? Basham. Basham came in for Craney. But it's only these are little tweaks to the side, you know, little little tweaks. It's been the core of the side all season. All right, Sharp. Yeah, I mean, it was very much like for like yesterday. Sharp was out. Lee Hogan was in for Christ's sake. I mean, I don't know. We'll see on 30, 40 grand a week, something like that. Yeah, that's the, you know, there's a difference right there, really. Uh, Joe, Alex Pryke asked, a lot of frustration and questioning his starts over the last few weeks. Do you think everyone involved with the club will simply needs the end of the season in six weeks off to reset and forget before a clean slate? I think we've covered this a bit. Um, do you think we'll, Do you think it's possible to have a clean slate? I think that's more my best line on this question. Can you forget what's happened this season? It's going to be tough, isn't it? Just to forget if, how to lose each week. Well, if, if we come back in pre-season, we've got a, the majority of our transfer business done before the first day of pre-season and we're just tweaking the squad from there. We've got a patterns of play. We we go through pre-season we start, and we start the next season well. People will be looking forwards, not backwards. If we are still doing deals right up to the end of August, we're s- scrapping around in mid-table, people will be judging Lambert on last year as well as next year, which Early. people just say they won't. Early exit from the Checker Trade Trophy. Yeah. yeah. And the League Cup as always as well, yeah. I just feel that there's a pressure building there on the start of next season. That... Oh, massive. Yeah. Massive. This is, this is the issue where when we had that run of draws, I know, I know there were any draws, but it was still a positive when we had the seven draws in nine. Had we continued that sort of form through to the end of the season, mm. there'd have been a lot less pressure next year. But because yep. the season has just gone to absolute shit over the last few games, as, as poor as it was, it's really crashed the last few games the pre- every game we lose the pressure for next year is increasing and increasing and increasing and Lambert making all these changes and no continuity and poor performances and lack of goals and poor results is, is really cranking the pressure up on him next year that he's got so little margin for error when that season starts mm. um, we'll end on a couple we've had a load of questions on a similar theme so thank you to everyone sorry that we can't um, read all of them out um, just a couple more. Let's see if I can find it. Having scrolled away from it, um, Tim Donovan. Uh, assuming Plymouth survive, they are they are close to uh, it's one more game, isn't it? Um, in trouble there. But um, when you come down next season, will you wash your pasty down with um, Sinostal Tribute, Rock Brewery Doombar, or Dartmoor Brewery Jail Ale? Local cider is an acceptable alternative, but lager is definitely most not. Gents, what are you having with your with your Cornish pasty? I quite like a Doombar. I'm a fan of a Dean Bar. Dave, you're a Do you know, I might go for the St. Austell, but I am, but I might go for the St. Austell Brewery because there's a hotel we go down there to go there um, down St. Austell sometimes. So, uh, Carlion Bay, mm. yeah, nice. So, yeah, I'd probably go for some of that. Excellent stuff. And I've got one more question. Justin Crane, given I talked about Avengers Endgame already today, after this season, <laughs> what superpowered Ipswich based superhero <laughs> Port Man have? Um, I vote for the ability to psychically control tractors at inappropriate times. Um, gentlemen, your super, your Ipswich Town-based superheroes superpower. What is it? Keeping a clean um, sheet, scoring a goal. I mean, it's not much to ask, is it? Yeah, sort of just simple, basic stuff. I think. Yeah, it's not exactly superpower, is it? To um, not have a ticklish, soft underbelly. 
<laughs> nice uh, very good thank you for again thank you for all the questions loads of good stuff in there again apologies that we didn't have time to read them all but a lot of a lot of a similar theme and hopefully nathan you've had a good enough rant from joe and dave i think they've done their best there um and we'll blame everyone everyone at the club is to blame um clean slate in august hopefully and we'll move on from there let's do the roundup um, let's start at the top, shall we? Um, and Cobble Massive um, caught me out a little bit by saying um, we, we've obviously given Sheffield United a big up for um, securing promotion today um, rather than after the game because of mathematics and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Norwich, 2-1 um, winners against Blackburn, Steeperman and Vrancic with long-range goals. Cobble Massive says we need to give them credit, mustn't we? Um, it's, a, it's a decent story from Norwich. It Polar hurts opposite. them. But Polar opposite to us. Absolute polar opposite to us. They've Structure. had a plan and they've stuck to it. Structure from top to bottom, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But and I was thinking about this earlier. But Christ, they got some luck. They got some luck last season. So last season, oh, you listened to the pod, and I was just when it was just me and Ben pretty much last season. And I don't know if you listen listen to it. And we used to say, "How's Norwich done?" And invariably, last season, well, Christ, they finished below us. And we'd say, oh, they drew. Or, oh, no, Laurie's lost again. And Ben would say, oh, no, that's another little tear in the parachute. You know, another little hole in the parachute. Something like that that we need patching up. And, my God, did they strike lucky with Madison last year. They would have been without, without that, without him. And when you compare it to us last year. So, you know, just say, for instance, first day of the season, last season, Dezel does his crew shirt. Dezel, you know. Dizelle's fine. Madison does his, does his, for argument's sake, first game of the season last year. I mean, Madison came from nowhere, really, didn't he? Covent, Coventry? Coventry and Aber- he had an Aberdeen Aber- loan spell. And, yeah. Aberdeen loan spell, but Coventry came absolutely nowhere. As an unbelievable season. Christ in the England squad, for God's sake. And they sell him for, what, 20, 28? Is it mm. 28? 25. Which, which, pa- which, which still, well, 25, 28, which paves the way for them to buy... I mean, and, and, and Murphy you know, goes else. for big money as well. I think Murphy goes for money. I mean, and what I think you can't underestimate this this Stuart Weber guy, is director of football guy. My God, what a job he's done! And you know, yeah. and if also he's he's also obviously in charge of recruitment as well. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it just showed on it just showed on the EFL show last night. You know, the transfer fees these players. I mean, Pookie free transfer was probably third choice striker at the start of the season. Buendia, what? under two million something like that i mean obviously i was having to look away when when all these figures were coming up i was like i just i can't take any more of this this is just ridiculous but yeah i, just, I heard from the, someone who, who would know that some of these germans coming over are on like when they were on like 800 pound a week like yeah. like nothing these are these were players like Stephen was plucked from like the third or fourth tier oh, which fourth. is some of them region regional and they're like regional leagues as well they're not it's not like the fourth division that's huh. like Boston. there's like Six or something third divisions and twenty fourth divisions. So you're in, you're in absolutely nowhere. And like I say, f- fair play to them. They, they they did it. And like I say, Fark looked like he was on his way out when mm. when we played him. Had we if beaten him, I think he'd have been a game from the sack. And what would have happened then? If yeah. you'd have said that, if you'd have said anyone had said that day after that game that this was how the season would finish, you'd have. Never ever would have believed it. It's the same. In in the last fifteen years, we have bottled so many chances of promotion and any time any something anytime something that could happen, we always manage to come out the wrong side of it. Whenever whenever they've had a sniff of promotion for the last fifteen years, they have gone up every single time. I mean look at two thousand and fourteen, fifteen, you know, when we okay, we didn't do the business in January, then Alex Neal. We just went on this winning streak, got into the playoffs, obviously beat us, got up. We looked for all the world, we're gonna go up automatically until you know, return. I mean, 
yeah, your Joe's right. Every time they've got a sniff, there's they a, seem a to, little bit more ruthless to... than us, aren't they? I think that strategy oh, off the they, pitch. Don't, don't, they made more money fantastic. for their transfer deals. You know, more money for their transfer deal. And look, fantastic football. You know, you, you've got to admire it. The, the football they played, the I mean, look at the goals last night. The Vrancic goal yeah. and goals like that. He's another one. They plucked him from nowhere. Um, unbelievable. And look, I hate you know. It, it really sticks in the throat to say it, but brilliant to them. Deserved. Absolutely. But it's deserved. like when they went to League One, they were. Delia has no money. She doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, Lambert, and then 18 months later, they're in the Premier League. It's just, yeah. it's just crazy. And Lambert but they've always, they've that. always appointed a, a CEO like David McNally or Stuart Webber. Now they've yeah. always appointed someone. Even when they had Ed Balls in before to try yeah. and turn it around, they've spent money bringing in someone to run the football club. And we'd never, well, when we had Dave Bowman, uh, sorry, um, Derek Bowden here, he, he was a proper CEO and managed yeah. to help yep. us to get it there but since yep. Evans has been here we, he has not appointed anyone to run the Leg. football club properly mm. and look where we are now and, he has, and even the people that he's appointed he hasn't given them authority or the, or the responsibility to run the football club oh well, they're I mean, corporate as well aren't they they're corporate though aren't they Milne, Milne and Clegg at least yeah. Clegg had a bit of sporting pedigree to him but not football and Milne was a corporate appointment wasn't he he was a lawyer I think he's you know these yeah, are, but, they, these... but Milne's job role isn't given to him to be on the football side so while we can criticise him as a CEO at the end of the day he's 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 managing the sales teams. He's not managing anything to do with football. Yeah. So my, my point is, go. sorry, though, my go point on. is is more that if you want a figurehead like Milne to be the face of the club, he, he should be doing the football side of it. He should, there's, yes. there's no point in having a glorified commercial manager who's kind of the focal point of the club. And I, and I think that was the biggest problem when people have called Evans out since day one. And I did it in that I was going to talk about sliding doors. The one all one all draw against Norwich is the sliding doors moment for the whole season for both of us. But that's the biggest mistake is is Clegg and then Milne, and it's not having someone like Stuart Webber or David Minnelli, as you say, Joe. Um, and it's it's catching up with us, and hopefully Leo Neal might be able to bring some of that next season. But Yeah, yeah I mean, how much how much autonomy he'll have, how much responsibility he'll be allowed is, is debatable, but, but at least he comes from a football, you know, a football background. Mm. Let's... Um, Let's move it on. Um, congratulations, Norwich. Good luck next season. Yeah. Uh, you'll need to sign some defenders and a better goalkeeper. Is all I've got to say about that. Um, Leeds. <laughs> not see, Peter, see, not see, you next, see you next August in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is um, D- Dave. I'll let you talk through this one because you you weren't watching Peppa Pig while this was happening. No, I wasn't. Go um, Leeds one, Aston Villa one, or in theory it should be Leeds nil, Aston Villa nil. Um, Unbelievable. Crazy moment in the second half. Do you want to talk to us about this? Oh my god! I, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I, 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 I watching it from a bit. I, was, I wasn't watching it. Boys were watching it. Said, so, "Dad, you've got to come in and watch this." So I'm not even sure who the guy who who was it who went down injured Codger, in the first place. I think. It was a codger. Yeah. So codger gets down injured, takes a nasty one, and um, um, so basically Villa players stop, and the Leeds players pretty much stop. You know, for the ball to be kicked out, and the ball sort of kicked out wide. I think to is it Calvin Phillips? Is it Phillips? Possibly down the left hand side. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, down the left hand side. Who? <laughs> It's just hilarious. I, I mean, think, was it Tyler Roberts? Maybe I think. From the maybe commentary. it was Robert. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Maybe it was Roberts who basically takes control of the ball and basically is, is doesn't pay any heed to what's going on behind him. Just sets off for goal. And by which time, to be fair, the Villa the Villa players then then sort of half-heartedly react to him. He cuts inside. Good finish in the corner. Although Villa keeper doesn't really make an effort. And then oh shit, breaks loose. He basically he basically turns around to celebrate the goal. Connor Hurahan's got him by the, got the neck. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh mate, and it all kicks off. Bamford looks like he's been given a forearm smash, but there's no contact at all. He'll get banned. Bamford should get banned for that. That's 
That is crap. Well, Garza gets a red card for it, doesn't Garza he? Garza gets a red card. That surely should be rescinded because, all right, there was pushing and shoving at Bamford. I hate Bamford anyway, and he, hopefully he'll get his just desserts there. But then, to be fair, Bielsa does the right thing, and Bielsa insists that, look, Villa, Villa kick off, you know, two of them kick off, and off they go and level it up. And the, <laughs> it's funny. So the Villa Blaze kick off, and they pass it between you, and they go down the pitch to score, and the Leeds, basically the Leeds defence moves out of the way. Other than Pontius Janssen... <laughs> he's not having it. <laughs> who looks like he's trying to make a tackle. I think he's trying to make he's a tackle. I so, he I so yeah. wish... What the hell would have happened had he made that tackle? I so would have loved to have seen that. But well, fortunately, he makes a lunge and misses it, and they walk the ball in. But it is a, it's the funniest thing. I mean, it went on for two minutes, and you've got Bielsa bellowing at his team, shouting, give the goal, give the goal, <laughs> give the goal. And Janssen goes to tackle it. It's brilliant. It, it is hilarious. Ben, ben was there, wasn't he? he ben was, was there, yeah. of course. So we'll perhaps get that first hand. But, um, oh, God, you couldn't, you couldn't make that up. It was hilarious. Do you reckon the Villa players need to work out who's on the biggest goal bonus to who yes. sticks it in the net? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder yeah, what, yeah. And, and let's face it, look, how it's set up now. I mean, if, if West Brom, yeah, conceivably could could basically um, overtake Leeds now and it could well be Leeds and Villa, fourth and fifth. Well, the final is more likely to be Leeds and Villa, isn't it, I reckon? Well, oh, sorry, I forgot they're playing next week. Sorry, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I, mean, if yeah, sorry, yeah. I did overlook that. Christ, what am I thinking of? I wonder yeah. whether Janssen had a, got a clean sheet bonus as well that he was trying to protect <laughs> as well. Maybe so. Um, I'll go through the rest of these scores, call out anything you want. Um, let me start with um, Let me start with the most important game in terms of the playoff race, um, which was Bristol mm. City nil Derby 2. Um, Frank Lampard's Derby sorted themselves out Good there. Good result. Um, that's result. decent and um, Darby they, go to Sw- they go to Swansea on Wednesday and if they win that barring a mad goal dif- but barring a mad goal difference turnaround Derby win and in against Swansea yeah, oh, really? there'll, be nothing, yeah. there'll be nothing to play for on the last day of the season if Derby yeah. beats Swansea on Wednesday at all because otherwise they'd level on points with Borough at the moment because Borough beat um, Reading 2-1 at home but again, we, again look at Derby you know what well, I know it's about Derby yesterday and he hasn't been playing look at they had centre mid yesterday Tom Huddlestone I mean you know what a player to bring in a game like that all that experience um, yeah shows the depth in squad really yep um, Millwall nil Stoke nil um, so Millwall um, Stoke. Them, so, sort themselves out there and I guess that was the most predictable nil nil you could have got of the day um, mm. Birmingham 1 Wigan 1 um, Bolton Brentford postponed not postponed um, definitively it will will be played but it will be played with under 18s at a point after um, there's a moratorium period isn't there after an under 18s fixture for welfare reasons the under 18s can't play again but the FA the EFL are going to make Bolton play the fixture at some point at the the earliest opportunity what a joke this is gentlemen I think there's a very real chance that Bolton are going to start next season on minus 12 points in the league one which, yeah, is good, which is so. good for us. <laughs> it means we'll be 10th rather than 11th. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so. You'd think so. There's got to be some comeback there. They can't, that can't just be let go. Um, Preston North End 3, Sheffield Wednesday 3. Preston were 3-1 up in this game and um, Sheffield Wednesday came back. Goals from Bannon again. Forest area, Nuhu, our good friend Nuhu got an assist as well. Great um, game. Uh, QPI nil, Forest 1. Um, again, this is, these kind of mid-table teams who are on the beach. Swansea's playoff um, dreams were were totally ended yesterday with a draw, two all to Hull. Mm. Um, we've talked about oh, West Brom to Rotherham one. Rotherham took the lead in this one, gave themselves hope, but that defeat relegates them, which I guess is to be expected. But probably of all the three teams going down, they're in the best situation to come back. Do we think? 
Who, yeah. Rotherham. Rotherham. They, Rotherham. they haven't increased their budget massively from when no. they're at that level. They'll go down and they've still got a lot of the players there. And the manager's well thought up. of. Any they, the manager's you know, Paul Warren's really well thought of. I think he's got a lot of credit there. And they won't they, be losing. They know how they, know how they play as well. Hmm. Yeah. And that's that. That's that's the fixtures from yesterday, I think, gentlemen. And the league table, we talked about all the business done. Norwich and Sheffield United now promoted um, Leeds, West Brom, Villa, all sorted for the playoffs. And it's Derby or Borough for that last spot. And down the bottom, it's Rotherham, Bolton and our good selves um, who will be playing League One next season. That is that. Anything to add on the Football League stuff, Jen, before we get onto the CV game? Any rants or moans that you haven't had an opportunity yet? Uh, don't know. I'm just disappointed that Southend looked likely to go down. They're, they're one place outside the relegation zone, but they've got Sunderland at home and Scunthorpe and Plymouth, who are level on points and one point behind them, play each other next week. So yeah. one of those is going to likely not, win, or even if looking. they both draw. Southend need, need something against Sunderland, who... It's going to be a tough game. And maybe they'll be in a... playoff mode, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe they'll get a chance there. But Yeah, it's a bit of a nothing game. Was, didn't they? Was Sunderland won Portsmouth one yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, well, a, Sunderland have got another game in the week. If they win that, they can still catch the top two, I think. Yeah, Luton blew it yesterday. League Luton. one's tough, though, isn't it? It's a lot of, Luton. yeah. Oh, mate. Luton all won up at Burton, weren't they, and lost 2-1. So, yeah, they blew I, it a bit yesterday. I think, I think Luton might miss out now. They've got, they've got Oxford. Seriously? They've got Oxford, who are on the last day who are in good form. Mm-hmm. The level on points of Barnsley, and if Portsmouth win in midweek against Fleetwood, I think they're only one point behind. So, right. Luton are going to need to win against Oxford on the last day. That's tough for them. Yeah. Drama yeah. in League One. Who'd have thought it would have come to the Blue Monday Two. podcast talking about League One football, eh? There you go. Joe, do you want to finish us off with a positive? Let's do the CV game. Go on, finish it off. Go on, Joe, finish us off, mate. <laughs> the new evolved <laughs> CV game. Misery. Okay. <laughs> Well, the theme for this week is high-profile strikers of championship chases, and I couldn't be bothered to do Timmy Puki, so that's why I said high-profile. So Ooh. there's a different one there instead. But Dave can go first on this one. But the first player is one of his favourite all-time players, Patrick Bamford, <laughs> who who has played for nine has played for nine. Oh, clubs. rubbish at this now. I think. Um, hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, so. Uh, uh... Oh man, I'm stuck with it. Uh... Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool, I'm struggling with this one as well. <laughs> I'll go five. Oh, five. I'm left. Yeah, I'll let you go for it. I've only got three. Um, Bamford, I would go. What do I think? He, I think he played for Norwich. He did. He did. Norwich, yep. but Norwich, Borough, Leeds, Derby, Chelsea. Yeah, that is five. The other clubs he's had. He started at Nottingham Forest, where he made a couple of appearances before signing for Chelsea. Had a loan at MK Dons, a loan at Derby, a loan at Borough, a loan at Palace. A permanent signing, I think, to Borough at that point, and then a loan to Norwich, a loan to Burnley. And then a permanent to Leeds. Oh, I don't remember that. The loan to Norwich was in the Premier League, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't he think he played. scored. Yeah. No. Okay, second. So, Rich, to go first on this one, is Billy Sharp, who's Ooh. played for eight, eight clubs. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to struggle with this one as well. Um, oh, Billy Sharp. 
Well, one nine nine. I've only got two so far. You do better than two, Dave. I could go four for Billy Sharp. Oh, go on then. Okay, four. Uh, Doncaster, Scunthorpe, Leeds, Sheffield United. Oh, Leeds. Yeah. All correct. The other four clubs are Russian and Diamonds, <laughs> South Southampton, oh. Nottingham Forest, and Reading. God, I don't remember any of those. So, Rich, you're, you're I'm just out. playing for pride. You're playing for pride here, but Dave I'm relegated and, and yeah, and it got... is Jordan Rhodes. Hey. Oh. Okay, um, wait a minute. How many's he had? Nine. Has he? I reckon you'll get me on this one. Um, um, hang on, who's he playing for now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, who did we sell him to? Um, oh yeah, hang on. All right, okay. Uh, no, I'm struggling. I'll, I'll go four. I'll go five. Five. Go on, Dave. Then. Can you go with six? Um, Jordan Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes. Oh, hang on. Oh, I'm struggling for one more. I'm struggling for one more. Um. 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 Wait a minute. Give me. Uh. I might be able to go six as well. That yeah. might put, if that puts me over the top. Hang on, hang on, wait a minute. Hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. One more, one more. Jordan Rose, Jordan Rose. I've already, I've, I've up my bid to six. Oh, you've done it. You've done it six. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, here we go. Let's see if I can do them in order as well. Ipswich, Huddersfield. I'm not sure about one of them, so I'll come back to them. Um, Brentford. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Norwich. Yeah. Middlesbrough. Yeah, that is six. The other three. So he started at Ipswich and he had loan spells from Ipswich at Oxford, Rochdale and Brentford. Then he signed for Huddersfield. Then he signed for Blackburn. Then he signed for Borough. Had a loan spell at Sheffield Wednesday. And then a permanent Sheffield Wednesday. And then Norwich. And so. he'll be looking for a championship club next season yeah. probably as well. <laughs> We'll Somewhere around by year, yeah, you will be. Excellent, another two-one win for Dave. We need, to, if we're going to do this next season, we need a league table, I think. Or yeah. We need some kind of fixtures, and you get three points for a win, and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, Joe, thank you for sorting that out. That was great fun, um, as always. And I've lost again, um, so yeah, I need to sort my game out on that. Um, let's do some plugs, and then um, we'll we'll say goodbye to everyone. Um, this week in ICFC history is out there. Um, it's. <laughs> One hour, yeah, 43 minutes in, long. In hindsight, perhaps we should have split the show in two and had two shows out of one, you know what I mean? But, yeah, that was out today. Thanks thanks for that. Thanks for your help on that, Rich. And there was suggestions there might be another one before the end of the season as well. But <laughs> who, who knows with stat? Who knows? It's down, down to stat, that one. See if we can get the games out. Um, and, yeah. Dave, your Twitter, we can, where can we find uh, you? David Diamond 3. Excellent. And, Joe, you will be at the game presumably on Tuesday night. Yep, I'll be there against Birmingham tweeting from ITFC underscore Academy. And your yeah. business as usual account is at Joe Fairs. At Joe Fairs, excellent I stuff. Down. I might I might come down Tuesday. Yeah, I might come Tuesday. And honestly, I think we should put it out there. We've got a big blue Monday night out next Saturday night. Yeah, we we yeah. Uh, are we gonna reveal the location or we're we gonna keep it a secret a secret location. If you see a if you see a debauched load of guys in Woodbridge next Saturday, lager, <laughs> lager, lager, sometimes cider, sometimes cider. Come over. The drinks will be yeah. on me, in me. Don't be on me. Come over. Yeah, I don't know if there is a joke as in Woodbridge, is there? 
<laughs> yep, he does a good pie at the Gardener's Arms. We'll go there. Um, so you can, f- um, so you can find us out and about in Woodbridge next weekend. Um, you can also find us at Blue Monday ITFC. I'm sure we'll share a photo at least um, sure. of someone embarrassing themselves next week. And you can find me at Ips Rich. Um, me and the brilliant Harry from Bath will be yeah. back for the last time this season. One to, to go talk about Leeds um, and how they've fallen apart again. Um, before we play them on Sunday. We'll wrap up with the flagship show. And I am confident, though I'm not going to be 100% confident, that Mr. Bloom will be back in the host's chair. And I'm pretty confident that I won't be back either. So if you are bored of hearing my voice, um, you won't hear, need to hear me again. I hope that maybe one of the two of these guys will be back again. But I really enjoyed today. Thank you for your ranty moments, gentlemen. I think it was long overdue. I think we've been um, holding back in and trying to be positive. But um, we could do that no longer. And um, maybe see you next week. Um, and have a good week cheers guys right see you later Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.